Welcome to After Party 56 Part Dose with the Adios. You, uh, I assume, <laughs> have listened to the Detmers. But uh, here we are back with the second half of the party. Very shortly, though, we're going to lose Elena. What? Yeah. We're very sorry. Uh, you, you must leave uh, immediately. I don't know why we kept you on. because i thought it'd be fun to kick me off (laughs) that was fun you're right yeah get out of here go on get out of here all right okay she's gone but not forgotten okay there's there's obviously there's a lot going on with you yep with with falls and with k so I don't know how much you've had uh, uh, or how much time or energy you might have spent on to like reflect on what exactly is going on or has or, or what's happened. But how, how exact how do you feel about how everything has transpired from fall? I mean, yeah, we falls death and like your time in the astral plane. You know, you met back up with Alomar very briefly. Loved that. Yeah. I mean, that was great. <laughs> but obviously you. I mean, Falzern is f- somewhere in the Astral Sea with Alamar, presumably. And yep. in the Material Plane, we have Kalkha. So, I've thought about it a lot, actually, um, since it happened. I mean, certainly the initial, like, between the PlayStation where that happened and then our next... I think it was... I think we played relatively shortly after that. So, I was like a bundle of stress um <laughs> after that play session ended because i was like wow this is this is a lot of responsibility i'm i'm now playing like the big bad of the campaign my perspective has certainly evolved initially i was i was a little bummed about falzer and b i mean he's not necessarily completely gone there's perhaps some small possibility that he might come back to the material plane but probably not super likely but yeah so there was the initial kind of like morning falls are in but that has that has changed me being pretty excited about playing k but there's also just like like i said um it's a lot of responsibility and also we'll see how things work out but like theoretically if i do a really good job of playing k very strategically and effectively I could like kind of ruin Aspara for the rest of the party. Members. <laughs> that's yes. that's kind of like an unsatisfying way for the campaign to end for them. That is 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely 100% true. Like I win, but they lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess every Asparan would potentially uh, be on the losing end of that too. Uh, yeah, no, it's. um. It's really interesting, and it's honestly, it's, like, really, like, an experiment. Because, like, the, I mean, the thing is, like, logistically, is just as far as creating the show, too, it offers quite a bit of challenges because, like, you and I, I mean, we can kind of be in constant communication as we're recording, just through, like, Discord DMs and that kind of stuff. But, you know, then we're both kind of, like, pausing to interact with each other while other things are going on. Um, so... It's like there's there's a lot of things that especially now where where like you you have the Paladin of Goltis uh, under your control. There's going to be things that happen like the way like Samuel reacts and, and initiates plans. There will be a myriad of things like the majority of things 
that we'll hear on mic through RP, like between Samuel and, and Falzern and, and like as they interact with Mia and the rest of the Paladins and stuff, and, and potentially Shakara and Shaft if they ever, if we're ever reunited, um, or when and if, when slash if, that like they're not going to be discussed between Kay and like Samuel or like you and I privately having off mic sections because we just there's just going to be too many decisions throughout that because we know Kay can can mentally telepathically communicate with those he has enslaved uh so we don't need to voice those communications because you and I will we're we're on the same page of what exactly what, what you want to happen right and essentially the RP that you would hear through like Samuel and potentially upcoming, depending on what happens with his generals and how that handles up with more people becoming under K's control within the Paladin camp. It's more like the way that I'm RPing now is enacting your, like it's not your plan as a, like I'm letting you do the plans. Like I'm not like, yeah, we're, it's a, it's still collaboration, but like if there's something that you specifically want to do, that I'm going to help you facilitate and like allow that to be attempted. You know what I mean? The same as if the same as if Falzern wants to try something bonkers, I'm going to let you do that. I'm going to try to facilitate you to be able to, to attempt it. Uh, maybe not necessarily a facilitate you to achieve it, uh, but still give you those role play opportunities. Cause now these are just new role play opportunities for you, Bill. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, I, I wonder how often this has happened in, in other people's campaigns where a DM lets one of the players play a big bad, like probably not very often. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't be possible in the way that we're doing it. Um, if you're playing in person, right? Because unless Elena or John or M have sneakily listened to any episodes they weren't supposed to, none of them know that, Falzerin is secretly a bad guy right now. Right. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And what, okay. So th- in part one, now I haven't told you this, but like I, and I, the, and they don't know why, but I did kind of like it slipped that Falzerin never told anybody about Shaft's note. So John and Emily know that Mia does not know about the note. And they were both like, why on earth didn't Valsarin say something? <laughs> oh no! And and Emily was like, Emily like came to the conclusion. She's like, because we started talking about Nilo Shaft's connections to the party, et cetera, and like talk about the split, which we can get into when when Elena's back. But essentially, Emily, Emily was like, you know, you keep it's like John, you keep saying like Shaft is trying to bring Falzin under his wing. It's like now they think that Shaft has done too good a job. With Falzerin. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of played Falzerin a little bit like that, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's becoming less of everything on his sleeve and more, you know, hold a little bit back, be a little bit, you know, tell only half of the story if need be in order to not give away his whole hand. So I could see how that might be believable that. He just didn't. I'll have to think of a reason in for if and when we meet up again, so that Kay has a good explanation for keeping that to himself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you? What does Kay think about Thuf the Younger now being under the Geish spell? 
Oh, like buddy, Kay's buddy worst nightmare. Now. It is Kay's worst nightmare. <laughs> so Elena, Elena talked about that off mic um, before it happened in the episode because she's she um, she was planning to do it basically before we recorded the recording when it happened, and I was just like, oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> I can't believe that she's discovered this spell that she could use. I was dreading that. Um, Kay was going to be outed on the episode where she did that, but she didn't. Uh, I, she she must not suspect anything, um, or else she would have asked. You know, is you know, what's up with Falzern or what's what's going on? You know, she could have asked any number of things that would have completely screwed Kay and blown blown Kay's cover, but she didn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, a myriad of things can still go poorly <laughs> for Kay. Yeah. But it is, it's kind of similar to the zone of truth is you have to know the direct questions to really ask, right? Um, because just because Thuff the Younger is under the Geisha's uh, effects, he'll still, like his first instinct will still be to lie. And it just, if he does so, he's going to take a boatload of damage. And yeah, the, as per the mechanics of the spell, he can only take that damage once per day. But that's unearthing a lie. And then kind of, but like after that first lie, anything that he says to to Mia could still be a lie afterwards. There's just no consequence, as far as I understand the spell anyways. Yeah, I think if I I need to look it up, I probably should have. But if I'm remembering it correctly, it's it's essentially as though he's charmed and and considers her a close friend. Uh, He's definitely charmed, yeah. And it, I guess I have been thinking about it a little bit. My thinking would be that, I mean, you could have two close friends, right? And they could have, you know, they could be on different sides of of a conflict. And you could, you know, still behave as a friend towards one, even though you, you're partly serving the interests of another. So, so I think there's some leeway for him to be able to be true to this spell that he's under, where he sees me as a friend, but also not necessarily betray Kay. I don't know. It's a it's a tough one to uh, to deal with. I'm glad I'm not playing uh, Thuft, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the, the charm condition itself just means the charm creature can't attack the charmer or target the charmer with harmful abilities or magical effects. And the charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. So if Mia needed to make some type of persuasion check uh, with Thuff the Younger, which to date I haven't had her do, uh, which it might, it might, I mean, it may come up, um, she just she would just be better at it. She'd be more persuasive with Thuff the Younger. Right. And again, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that Thuff the Younger is, inable, is, is unable to lie about something. And it also doesn't mean, it also doesn't mean that Thuff the Younger would be more prone not to lie, you know what I mean? Like he's still going to, like he knows who the god, like he knows who the god is, and he knows he worships K, right? And he knows, right? Um, and he has all the same feelings about K, whether they're their fear or or admiration or or, or whatever, you know. However, the Thuffy younger feels about Kakala doesn't invalidate his relationship that's already existing with K. Exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, actually, it kind of sucks to role play with Huff the Younger right now. <laughs> well, hey, I, I feel it because when I when Kay was under, oh man, it was brutal. The zone of truth. 
Uh, yeah, I think you cut you out a, a significant job. amount of dead air <laughs> where I was just sitting there <laughs> thinking about like, firstly, I was thinking, you know, playing out all the different scenarios. Okay, if I fight this, wh- what am I going to do? If I if I don't, okay, well, uh, you know, it, it was it was agonizing. And then also with each question, I think I. Um, I think there was a decent amount of dead air where I like thought for a minute, okay, how, how do I answer this without lying? But without, it's hard. Uh, I couldn't do it in real time with no pauses for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I kind of thought after after that final cut, because like you weren't, like you, your pauses weren't the only pauses taken out of that episode. I mean, again, for, for the listener, like the final cut of the episode came over just 40 minutes, which is a shorter episode for us. But the raw footage of that recording that I had was like an hour and five minutes. So it wasn't just you. Uh, I know as as Samuel interrogated the two of you, obviously he, he had a set of questions that he wanted to ask right away. But then as the conversations evolved and changed, like I needed to take the pause as well um, to figure out like how exact what and how would Samuel be asking questions to the the two of you of it right now his relationship obviously with mia versus his relationship with you is incredibly different and maybe maybe i know i think elena has some thoughts on her relationship with samuel that we can touch on once she's back but there's definitely pauses on my end too honestly like elena (laughs) did out of three of us i thought elena did the best job of that episode she was like (laughs) listen listen bub i didn't have anything to do with this fucking tower. You know, like she's like, I know exactly what I did and didn't do. I have nothing to hide from you. This, this was going to be. Yeah. And and Elaine and I have talked about it a little bit. um, And she said, you know, at at this point, Mia is totally behind. Um, Mia thinks Samuel is uh, more or less a good guy and is totally on board with, the cause and she believes these neogi are the most prominent like existential threat to her and to aspara and she's like single-minded and she in in dealing with that and samuel is the best option for that so she's mia's like ready to do whatever it takes to to ally with samuel and give him whatever information he needs so i think she i think it makes sense that she would she would play mia that way for sure so I guess if there is anything else specifically that you want to add, we can quickly we'll get we'll get Elena back and we'll uh, so she's not waiting any longer. Yeah, one other thing was just the um, I know we've talked a little bit off mic about Falzern being stuck in this. Uh, is it the Fugue plane? Is that what it's called? Is it, yeah the the place where the city of judgment is is like a subplane of the astral plane yeah so i think i did say the fugue plane um it's kind of like this it's a plane within a plane right it's yeah it's, it's kind of a weird thing gotcha yeah so uh, him and alamar are sort of free there it, it, it would you could sort of assume I, I don't know perhaps the guards that are around there or or the judge or or whomever sort of keeps law and order there may go after them but i i do like i don't know whether it'll happen or not but i do like sort of just thinking about what what they're up to and and what if anything they might try to plan to free themselves from that um 
and it it may not be something that ever ends up being on mic, but it is, I don't know, maybe it's part of me not wanting to let go of Falzer in a little bit, but <laughs> um, I think it would be cool to see what happens with them. Again, I don't, if it doesn't end up happening organically or if, if it doesn't end up being something that we think would be interesting for the listener, totally cool with that not making it onto air. But if nothing else, I do, I do have some fun, you know, playing out different potential ends for them and what, what might end up happening with Alomar is probably just livid with Falzer because <laughs> Falzer because the situation he's in now is perhaps even worse than the one he was in before Falzer intervened. <laughs> I mean, he's like a, he's like a, a stretched out Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I definitely think that there will at least, at the very least, be an upcoming after credit scene with Falzer and Alomar. That would be cool. Doing something. I, for sure that that will happen. <laughs> I've wanted to, I've wanted to do um, maybe an intro and outro between me and you talking as Falzer and Alomar. I think that'd be fun. We should, we should try and organize that sometime. That would be good. Anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, we can we can call Elena back. All right. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Bill had to DM me making sure I couldn't hear. I don't know what you could be talking about. <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing to hear here. If you hate Mia, that's fine. I can hear it. I'm not Mia. I can separate <laughs> myself from my character. <laughs> so let's start uh, kind of where we started with John and M and get your both of your impressions we'll start with elena about the split mm. capital t capital s <laughs> the split well mom and dad love us very much and uh <laughs> it's not your fault it's nothing the two of you did the dungeon master's not choosing favorites or anything like that um <laughs> no i don't know it was really weird when we showed up the one time it's like john and emily aren't here you're recording alone we're like what Right, because that happened first, I think. It did, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whose idea was this? Their idea, I suppose? I'm guessing your idea? Or maybe it would give it away. Eh. I think it was, we kind of talked, touched on it in part one. I think it just felt like a natural progression point for, for the characters involved. I mean, like for the longest time, we've been talking about Shaft especially, seemingly not really have much of a reason other than other than his relationship with Falzern of sticking around and, and with the party and, and like going through all these life defying uh, or the, or these um, death defying <laughs> life defying yeah. these death defying uh, circumstances and, and, and yeah, the uh, circus doesn't advertise and... life defying <laughs> events. <laughs> Life-defying acrobats. <laughs> Doesn't that they defy life? So that means they're worse uh, acrobats than, if, than the death-defying. <laughs> I I was picturing like a like a skeleton or a corpse uh, doing something that they shouldn't be able to do. I mean, I just didn't see it happening. You know, I just didn't see it coming. We were recording ahead of your trip to the Netherlands and, you know, talking about wrapping up this campaign. It's like, hey, more content. <laughs> I think it certainly makes sense for Shaft. I think to Leland's point, like, it's kind of surprising he's hung around as long as he has, really, when you think about Shaft's motivations. Oh, like, he's out for number one and there's not a whole lot in it for him anymore. There hasn't been a whole lot in it for him for quite a while. <laughs> like, so I'm not surprised he's left. Well, that's the thing. Did they leave? Like, what is happening? I just, I really don't. 
want to assume because as soon as you assume, you know, you know what they say. Yeah. The listener here knows everything and it's just so satisfying, I'm sure. I hope you're enjoying yourself because I have no idea. <laughs> because la for you. Mia you has become like the great conspiracy theorist in these episodes. Yeah, I mean, it would really suck for them to be in trouble and for us to have some ability to like help them and just not be doing anything about it. But I don't know. I'm not sure what we could do, really. Yeah, there isn't much. I mean, I, I guess like the, the few times doing something has come up, it, it's been talks about utilizing the shackles. And both both times they've come up, it's been incredibly uncertain as to exactly where Mia would be sending herself to. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it could be really, really dangerous for Mia. Um, I think Mia has tried a sending spell, did she not? Yeah, I did. Or a scroll, sending scroll or whatever. She's, she's tried to contact uh, uh, Shakara, right? Because we figured Shakara would be the one who'd be more talkative um, and got radio silence. So I just feel like I defended her and like said, hey, a deal's a deal to Samuel. Talk some tr- sense into that guy. And then just like, <sighs> I don't know. But then by the time these sets of episodes happen, he's like, I'll get those eyes back if I have to kill them. <laughs> it's like, no, I didn't say that. Like... <laughs> Yeah, but that, does that seem surprising that that would be Samuel's reaction? But why does he need both? He just, we need that tower for the new front line, sure, or like whatever. But I, I mean, I think it's fair for him to want, like, if it is Shaft and Shakara who stole the eye that was powering the tower, and he wants that back. I mean, okay, he he feels like it's it's his and it's owed if to him. If they stole it. But the other one was given to Shakara. He shouldn't want both of them back. Like, come on, dude. I do think that Mia's current hypothesis is that they stole it for some reason. And they left not under duress, I guess, which is... That's kind of the way it seems. But why steal it and go to Drew Call? That's very perplexing to me. Because we knew that was one of the cities that didn't have a portal, I believe. Correct? That's right, yeah. That we knew of. So, like, if Shakara was going to steal it, wouldn't you go to a portal? That's just my first thought. But anyway, I don't know if I'm off topic here, but... I find it hard to believe that Shakara is going back to Izzy with the eyes. What is she doing with them, and why were they in Sammy's tent with them, then? I'm very confused. I don't know, but unless Emily's doing a really good job of playing Shakara as lying to us all this time... I really don't think Shakara has any interest in. But if not that, then with... what is what I'm saying? So Mia has to use what information we have. And... Yeah, I, I have no idea, but I, I'd be surprised if Shakara took the eyes and was going to go back. As to Elena, Izzy. I would too. But I'm just saying, like, think like a different character here, Bill. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking like someone who's been around Shakara. You know, I'm thinking like Falzern would think, like from everything we've seen from Shakara, unless Shakara's a really, really good liar, it doesn't seem like Shakara has any interest in helping Izzy get Dender she back. She does not, but she is in a coven and has, I think she has both eyes, so where would you go? I, I have no I'm idea. I'm not saying I, she I wants to do it. I'm, I'm, I, we seem to differ on this opinion here. I don't have a good explanation as to what she's doing, but I really don't think it's going back to Izzy to try and help resurrect Dendar. Okay, so hear me out on this theory that 
Mia slash Elena conspiracy theorist uh, on the job here. So the tower could potentially be locked or something. And we know that when Shakara got the first eye from Sammy, she opened the box and it like glowed blue and yada yada. So did they go and use the blue light to see in his tent at night or something? She's Hexblood though. She can see in there. Anyway. And steal a key or something to the tower to get the second one? Like, is that what they were doing in the tent? If they were in the tent? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have zero ideas about why the blue light would have been in Samuel's tent. It makes no sense to me. It's obviously an important point and a piece to a puzzle yeah. we could put together. That's why it all happened the way it happened. Never been very good with puzzles. Ah, <laughs> uh, conspiracy theorist on the job. Um, so it's it's like okay, I I do think originally his armor made the most sense, but finding out someone took the eye from the tower that makes more sense. I mean, the blue light. Uh, I think the blue light is is coming from the eye or eyes of Dendar, um, and it, I think it makes the most sense that either Shakaf, either either Shakaft. <laughs> Either Shakara or Shaft, or both of them working together. Shakoric. As Shakaft. Yeah. As Shakaft. Either one of them or both of them working together stole the second eye from the tower and are now gone. Um, but I, that doesn't explain why the eye would have been illuminating the inside of um, Samuel's tent. Uh, I have no yeah. ideas about I mean, that. at least Mia's coming up with ideas, so... <laughs> from the very beginning Mia's like the bet like actually checking their tents the bedrolls are put together and all these things like Falzer does not care so that's my thoughts that's about. not true Falzer right. cares I seem to come up with all the ideas of like well maybe it's the weapons they stole and it's Sammy then maybe it's Izzy then maybe it's that like I at least have theories that are that are being tested I just think it's unlikely that Izzy could have made it into the encampment easily and out again without getting without oh, someone Izzy doesn't get her. her hands dirty it wouldn't have been her so yeah. so yeah it I don't think Izzy had anything to do with the light in Samuel's tent or the eye being stolen from the tower I I just I just can't think of a plausible like I can think of lots of theories but all of them are so easily have holes poked in them that yeah, none of them makes true. They're Swiss sense cheese. To me. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I hope the listener feels this way, but like Mia and her opinions that continue to change, just like by the end of all this unraveling, feels like she's potentially the only one in the party, whatever you want to call us anymore, that like actually cares, has no like ulterior motives. Basically. We're still a party, even though we're apart. Okay. <laughs> but, like, there is a hitch or something that would hold back all characters, except for Mia right now, I think. So, Shakara and Shaft are gone. Shaft's a selfish son of a bee and has who knows how many secrets and ulterior motives and things going on. Shakara is part of the coven. Maybe she doesn't want to take them to Isabella, but she has her own plans that we couldn't be a part of. Falzerin, you were resurrected by a Neogi god. I'm not quite sure what to think of that yet. <laughs> Falzerin got a second chance at life. From a god 
of my most hated enemy. So <laughs> Well, you guys you guys made a deal that you have yet to be called upon to repay. <laughs> so is it falls you need to worry about or Listen, I hope it plays that Mia is upset about that. She I don't think Mia would have saved you if she knew that was the god she was dealing with. I've thought about this. I don't think she would have. I think that's fair. And she would have been mad at herself for not saving a spell slot or whatever you want to call it in roleplay. Yeah. Like energy to save you, whatever. I think Falzerin would probably understand that. She'd rather live with the regret of not resurrecting you and, and saving magic than right. the regret of owing a Neogi god. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to owe a debt to this Neogi god for sure. That seems bad. How do you spell his name, Leland? I mean, I just want to. It's, for the got, a, it's like a, got some K's. It's got some apostrophes. It's, there's a couple of apostrophes in there. <laughs> so, Elena, do you now feel, or maybe uh, does Mia now feel with um, uh, Shafara leaving? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of the it. But if Shaf- with like Shafara it. leaving, does Mia feel like. She is now the one left holding the bag as far as what's owed to this Neogi god. I haven't thought about it that way. I've thought about it like whatever favor they call in, it's potentially one, like it could be one favor for all three of us or what? Why not make it three favors, one for each of us? Like, how do I know? Mm, right, 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 right. Like individually in the in the circumstances. I, for one, know that Mio was not excited about Falzerin's plan to run away from guards and go find the backup body by ourselves and that sort of thing. Like, I just... I, again, I just feel like Mia is really aware of how many Neogi there are. And, like, I don't know that Falzerin understood that in that moment. <laughs> and at least as a DM, you're, like, playing Thuff the Younger. You're like, uh, not as many of them. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like, do you know how many there are? You know, honestly, I was very... Because uh, obviously you're talking about when... Mia got warned by Lance and Hannigan about their impending yes, arrest. Yes, yes, right? I know. I'm fast forwarding. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I just, uh, I was very curious in that moment if the two of you would contemplate running. Now, it's part of the pre-warning was to give you a chance and to give you mm-hmm. more agency, but obviously, because of what you did for Lance and Hannigan, and you've seen ripples of those heroic acts, and you save and literally bring them back to life, like. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is like the benefit of and the kind of the uh, consequences, not negatively, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's the ripple effect. So you're you, you have allies outside of just being cooperating with the paladins now. Right. And I hope that's showing. But I was very curious of what you two would going to do. I liked it personally like bill or false falser and said like so what's the story and i was like the truth is the story like what are you talking about do you know what i mean like we have done nothing wrong if we run we look guilty like that anyway falzerin's been taking some influence from shaft i think i think just because of the comment you made leland i want to just mention that the ripple effect thing is very evident like uh toward the end here so my talk with Samuel Bill, um, or Mia's talk, he basically has decided that Hulsa, Dreg, Gim- Grimby, there's one more. Bron. Bron. Oh, my brother. <laughs> and Bron. Yeah, just your brother. Um, like, basically, um, he is going to decide by the end of the day and let me know if they're even to be 
associated with the paladins in this battle anymore because they could be helping Shaft and Shakara, or they could have helped with the tower, or they can't be trusted because Halsa, Drag, and Grimby are all. Did she successfully make them all coven members? Like Halsa is? Or like her little whatever? To your knowledge, Halsa is. I know I've witnessed her try to recruit Drag and Grimby. Yeah, for sure. I think a more like formal thing has to happen for that for them to actually. Be How do we members, know that right? doesn't happen while we sleep at this point? Yeah, <laughs> like, sir, but it, but we haven't seen that happen. I don't. think. No, no, and and I think you're right, Bill. It's not like they're part of the three because obviously they they can't be. But but you know there are subsections of the coven. The ripple effect when I save Lance and Hannigan, they give me a heads up. Great, but then the other ripple effect is being like. I don't know where they are. I can't trust them myself. So then Samuel can't trust them. Now these people, like Grimby, is going to be stripped of his captainhood at the very least and not flying a ship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel bad about that. <laughs> like, like, the, like his greatest love. I don't give a crap about Halsa. She's never said a word. So <laughs> What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How dare she? She has no tongue. But other than that. <laughs> <laughs> but what about uh, Dreg? And that's where I was trying to say, like, Dreg, Grimby, and Braun. Okay, fine, Halsa. They know us, so maybe they would still be willing to help us in other ways. But they're going to be pissed, I think. This ripple thing is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Falls Fal- Fal- This came out a little bit in... I know you haven't listened to my any of my off-mic stuff. That includes my interrogation... Yeah, it happened in my interrogation, too, where he was talking about those four. I think Falzerin's becoming a little bit weary of all of this. When you say all this, explain. Well, just like the adventuring life and his life being on the line all the time and having so much responsibility on his shoulders. Like, he certainly cares about Aspara and Heraklion, especially because Heraklion's whatever happens to Aspara is going to happen to Heraklion sooner or later. It's, it is an island, but... It's not that remote. So he is invested in dealing with this. But at the same time, like he he set out wanting to, you know, learn more about magic and this sort of thing and feeling a little bit downtrodden by not being able to experiment with things he wanted to to look into and and less traditional things in Heraklion. But but like at what cost has has that curiosity led him you know he's just Are like you mad we revived you no 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 is this I, the inner neogi speaking <laughs> i just think we're getting a little bit of a peek into a part of falzern where he's he he kind of wishes that maybe he weren't responsible for so much it's it, it's, it's a lot a lot of destruction just everywhere we go yeah he he's he kind of was thrust into being a hero, right? He didn't grow up being a hero. He's had talent with magic um, and and that sort of thing and, and learned relatively quickly, but it's a lot. And I think he's he's getting part of a small part of him, but part of him is getting a little bit tired. And that's where I think that's part of why he was ready to run. He was just like, you know what? Let's 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 get out of here. <laughs> enough and is enough. And then what though? Yeah. Like- well, yeah, I don't I don't know that he was thinking too many steps ahead, but like the thought of being a prisoner 
I can see, okay, so like this Neogi front line, this paladin camp, I can see Falzern getting there and being like, what am I doing with my life and feeling downtrodden? But Mia, like, this is her time. Yeah. It's like the very opposite, right? Mia is sort of like a, a born hero, right? She is, well, She this enemy right here, she's been shining her hammer for this moment her whole life. like Right. Okay, since 19, whatever, a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think Falzern thought, like, you know, I did, I did not sign up for being potentially thrown into a dungeon for who knows, maybe the rest of my life at the hands of Samuel or executed for something that I didn't even do. You know what I mean? So he was... Yeah, yeah. I think I have more trust in Samuel than Falzern, understandably. I do like the moments where we went in his tent and, like, read some more journal and you kind of said it you were like he kind of sounds like he means what he says yeah yeah reading that journal i think was was important for falzern to to hear you have his other journals though and you never felt that way i don't think there was anything that i read in his other journals that quite illustrated the fact that samuel you know kind of second guesses things a little bit and and wonders about the impact of his actions as as much as what was read in that journal just mm-hmm. most recently so it definitely i think that journal definitely shone a little bit of light on the fact that samuel you know sounds like is is a pretty reasonable person at the end of the day but is in a situation where you know has to make difficult decisions yeah it's there's a lot packed into like a very short period of time for us at least we w- we wake up to this right and then where we've left off, it's the same day we've been arrested and interrogated. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I do feel like I wasn't afraid to be captured and questioned at all until, like, they took literally everything off our bodies. And I was I was getting kind of nervous. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you felt. <laughs> oh, Falzern was not happy about giving every last little trinket of his away. Did you talk to Samuel about um, when you died? And that sort of thing? Not really. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it even came up at all. If if so, not much. Like, does he know in Falzerin's mind? Does he, he know? He knows, it? yeah. He knows okay. that Falzerin, uh, basically, I think you guys have told him already. So it wasn't I t- any news I to told, him. Mia told him. I'm okay. just, I'm curious if it came up. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I, now this is Bill's memory that's failing here rather than anything else but I'm, I'm pretty sure Falzern already knew that he knew or if not it did come up and Falzern was like yeah I mean oh you know what it was Falzern um he was asked about how he feels about the fact that in order for him to be brought back to life a deal was made with essentially the enemy and Falzern you know answered that question truthfully said you know it came out in Mia's interrogra- interrogation. Spe- speaking of that, we do have a comment from Bill Ben. He says, that, uh, hey, I'm sure Mia throwing half the party under the bus will come up in the after party. <laughs> that is not what it is in Mia's <laughs> eyes, though, is what I'm hoping people understand. But he was wondering more uh, if, if Elena, you talk about the stolen items, was it on purpose or was it more of a, an accident of it kind of blurting out? And also asked how surprised I was when you said it. So is that something that Mia, I mean, that's just part of Mia being Mia. I mean, we know Mia's loose link, loose lips sinking chips here. 
I, I feel like I have, I was recently, I was like evaluating. I felt like Mia had been taking on more of the party's attitude. And I, I do think that when it comes to Niyogi and Samuel, she has a very clear idea of like no lies, like truth and lie, right and wrong, like that sort of thing. So I did, I did decide to tell him about that when they were missing. Because I was like, it, it was a genuine thought in my mind that he's like, knew they had him on, like, in his presence, he knew they had the weapons on them in their bag, whatever, right? And felt them. And so then he was interrogating us to see if we tell the truth, sort of thing. I don't know. I, it was a choice that I made and Mia was being Mia. And for wh whatever reason, she truly believes... I think whatever reason being that he says he's the only way Niyogi will be rid of, uh, like, re be rid of Niyogi and Aspara. Mia's choosing to throw all her eggs, like, in this Samuel basket. And, and that was just part of it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you feel like that, um, that, that relationship is being reciprocated by Samuel? I mean, you feel that Samuel trusts Mia? As of the end of the interrogation episode, yes. I think so. I think there's like quite an understanding between the two of us where each other stand and the trust we should have in each other when it comes to the Niyogi. Like, like for instance, this armor, if he needed one of those weapons, this was before I think we noticed, maybe it was after we noticed he looked a little bit older and that's where my mind went to. Like if it was part of the set or anything like that and could stop it, like I just... I'm choosing to play Mia that she is like 100% like this is our salvation or nothing. Like because I'm not enough on my own. Wish I was. And like sorry Shikara and Chap, but like you, two people don't outweigh like the thousands. I guess. I don't know. It's it's hard as like a party because I like them. <laughs> They're my friends. <laughs> sure. Yeah, oh, of course. I mean. That makes That's a, a lot good of question, sense. though. That is a good question, and I I don't know if I was surprised when Mia has kind of said it, um, because <laughs> like that's like one of the many things that I think you need to be prepared, and that's one that's one of the many ways that in which I prepare for our sessions is I like leading up to like a specific scenario, like obviously this interrogation. Like I had a pretty good feeling that was going to happen. Again, it would have decided if the two of you actually stuck around in the camp or if you tried to get out. You had an idea that I would tell you about the weapons? No, I just had an idea that you, there would be you would be under heavy one-on-one -on -one scrutiny from Samuel. So, as a result, I and I I mean this is something I do in real life when even thinking on like past conversations, you know how you, you kind of run over how a conversation went in your head over and over after it's already happened and you're like, well, like I, I should have said this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I should have said this. This would have been a lot better. And then Do you, you kind listen of to like, like emo music and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you kind of spiral into being like, well, if I had said this, what would their response be? And like, I take that approach with some of our RP preps. Okay. But again, when I know that like they're kind of imminent or, or potentially imminent. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I like to think I was prepared for. You for sure could have thought to yourself, if Samuel asks Mia about these things, what would she say? And like, you know, I would say the truth. So totally. You could Absolutely. Bet yes. Would. Yeah. The, the truth and then some. <laughs> some <laughs> well, things I, you weren't I, even asked about. Because the, <laughs> the earlier episodes we were all together, I was like, 
well, what about the Scions and my dad? And like, Shakara was yeah, like, yeah. you She's do like, not have to up. tell everyone your life story. And she said the same thing to Samuel. I genuinely think I was pissing her off in that moment. <laughs> but like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you're the reason she left. <laughs> but I, It's but fine. <laughs> the yeah, point, I'm all the reasons. It's all my fault. My main point about that, though, is the reason that I could do that is because the four of your, your role play and your characterizations of the... the of, you know, Mia Falls or Shaft Scar that you've been portraying for four years now is so strong that I am able to do that. So that is a test. That's a testament to the four of you 100%. That is no reflection upon my ability to prep or foresee a circumstance. That com- <laughs> Thank you. Completely on the four of you. Oh, gosh. So, so, oh, so to be surprised, I mean, I get surprised by the four of you every time I play. So I guess the short answer, <laughs> the TLDR is yes. Is yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Because what did you think when you were come? Like, what did you genuinely think we would do when the guards came after us and you warned us ahead of time? I didn't think you were gonna run. I knew Mia definitely wouldn't want to go. I wasn't sure about Falsey, but I don't know if. But then we're know. like four way splitting, like <laughs> or three way, whatever. <sighs> yeah, I think in hindsight, probably running would have been bad because, like, where are we gonna go? We'd now be outcast and like wanted by all of these paladins. And then we could go further into the mountains where we're going to run into probably it's, tons of Neobian The numbers enemies. are insane. We've yeah, seen giants so. and umber hulks and all this. Like, it's not. <laughs> me, me and Falsey probably wouldn't have uh, fared all that well on their own. Yeah. Like a wizard in his robe with a broom and then like a creaky metal armored girl. Just like <laughs> my wings, my size. Yeah. Don't forget that the younger. I thought it, I know. I thought it was so funny when the paladins on the camp recognized me, and I was like, "What? Well, you know, I'm just like this full plate metal armor with the Thor symbol on it, like wings yeah. spread out." Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, I guess I like, picture Mia's Asmar form as having the wings all the time, even though I can only fly once a day, and I, like don't even do it most days. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if the light hits Mia right, you can like see a shimmer of like what Ooh, they would let you know. I like, like that. That's cool. But like my eyes are glowing and everything. It's like, well, duh. Hi, I'm Mia. Yeah. What are those topaz orbs looking at me in the dark? Oh, it's yeah. just Mia Brightwood. <laughs> I am very surprised they went to Drukal. I don't know if Falzerin named the contacts in Drukal, but Mia told them everyone we've met in Drukal basically and was like, good luck. Uh, they've got trackers on them. So I don't know. I, I before. Bill inputs about that. I do want to. I just still want to finish my thought on Bill Ben's question. Is uh, being surprised and like how I feel about it is like think of how the the only way I feel about it is the way Samuel feels about it, and just thinking about the picture that Mia has kind of painted for Samuel of Shaft and Shakar. Like they've gone and they've stolen. They've stolen more items from him. Not then. It's not just a single instance of the eye, right? And also think about the way that Shakar has always communicated with Samuel. She has always butt heads with him. Shaft has always been the one to quickly try to jump in and calm things down, which is, I think, evident to everybody. She has no love for Samuel, pretty oh, much. Oh, and, and, and that's reciprocated as well. But my point about, like, so maybe it feels over the top or embellished about Samuel is now, like, they're going to give me both eyes now after what they've done to me, or they're going to die. Mm. To me, it doesn't feel like it's, like, out of left field, but... Maybe that's just because, like, I have the perspective that I have. I don't think it's left field. 
I do think that Mia was hesitant to be like, yeah, and like jump in on that. <laughs> and I think her responses were very like non like answering and committal, very I wasn't about to be like, well, you only owe her one right now, you know, whatever. <laughs> She'll let us use the one for the tower. It's like, well, if she would have, she would have left it there. Okay, well, true. Right, yeah, yeah. Whatever reason they stole it for, Mia knows it was probably a decent reason in their minds, but is like, Mia's thinking about the continent, the world of Aspara, like, what have you done? The Neogi, like, we'll see that the light is out come in and raid the camps like it's just going to be chaos <laughs> like and it's their fault <laughs> if they did it like right 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 after uh after as bill ben puts it mia throws shepherd's car onto the bus what do you think their chances of remaining undetected are in the city of jacal now that you've given them a list of all the places that the paladins need to look to potentially find them. I mean, slim. <laughs> okay. I think slim. <laughs> I honestly think Mia thinks or hopes they'll be found. And even if brought in under hostile circumstances, the greater good will prevail as far as like, I'm really hoping I can convince Samuel to not kill them and have them on our side for the fight. At the very least, like we could use the skills they have. Not kill them? Yeah, Samuel wants to kill them. For stealing this eye. Uh. You'll find that out pretty soon, I'm pretty sure. Like, that seems be... bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, they're going to be punished. There's something. It's not good. It's like, like if they resist, like the agent says he sent out won't hesitate in killing them to get the property back is, is what he's saying. But I thought this was just an eye for an eye. Now we're killing them? <laughs> well, there's two eyes. Well, there's two of them, so that's going to make everybody blind. <laughs> I just really, really hope that, like, if they think they can, like, give an excuse that's good enough, I hope they realize, like, I, Mia is scrambling her brain. She can't think of any idea better than, like, what it was being used for in the context of the Neogi front lines. <laughs> so, like, <what? laughs> uh, I can't be convinced. <laughs> the The problem is Sh- Shakar is not going to beg for her life or grovel. You know what I mean? No, and then that might be how this campaign ends unfortunately mm. i don't know i thought i was hoping mia and shakar could take down izzy together and so like, it turns no. out mia's the bad guy all along <laughs> getting the whole party killed it it feels like since meeting you guys in pisces and following along with you mia is like finally in the fight she wanted to be in all these years doing what she's wanted to do what she's like committed to doing and she knows in her mind what's best or not, right or wrong. So it sucks that she made friends along the way in some ways. Like, whatever happens is, it's not like Mia's not going to feel it. She's just so driven by the, like, greater good. Yeah. No, I think you're playing Mia perfectly. This is exactly what Mia would do. She's, like, the, it, it, it'll be really painful if something bad happens to shikara or shaft but like the the threat of the neogi in mia's mind is by far the biggest concern and sort of has to be dealt with at any cost i can see where they left without telling me i'm surprised they didn't tell you anything or if they did you're not saying anything but it's like 
I just, if we could have talked about it, there could have been a plan where, like, I was involved in this and not having to throw them under the bus. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, there could have been another way, maybe. Maybe. It seems like it'd be easier to deal with the fallout of this if we kind of maybe knew the reasoning behind why they're gone. I mean, assuming that they left on their own accord, there's still a possibility they were somehow lured away and captured or something like that, but... I have no idea. I Again, the tent, the tower, that whole night is like a very confusing... I don't know what to make of it. And I don't know what to make of the armor on Samuel either, if we're going to ever talk about that. But, I, yeah. I was just about to bring that up. Is the, yeah, like, what's your opinion of it finally being assembled and, like, what happened when it was assembled? I was really listening in the in the playback of, like, how he described feeling initially and all that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mia, I mean, you brought up, like, potentially Samuel needing the weapons back and, like, as if something is missing. Do you think that is that there still might be something missing from the set? That makes sense to me. We didn't see signs of like one piece at a time, you know, other parts missing, doing anything, I guess. I don't know. I didn't see hints of that, but it's hard to say. Like, is it him? Is it the stuff? Is it like, I don't know. I've, I've racked my own brain. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know that we could... Do you think we have all the information to make sense of it? That's that's the thing. I don't feel like I have all the information. Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely don't. So that's the other thing about the split is like there's the listener has everything, but there's there's bits of info that is kind of being gleaned on both sides and together they kind of make a full picture. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Good for the listener having all the fun. Right. So don't feel bad that it like you're still kind of you don't you don't you're not as as in the dark as you might feel that you are. Is, is really what I what I mean. Hmm. I wouldn't have suspected that he's missing anything. I, Something's not right. Right, yeah. I, I, I had sort of assumed that basically this is just kind of what's going to happen with the armor if it's all, if it's having an impact on, because he's human, right? He's not, Yeah. that's the race that he is. Yeah, so my assumption was just that Maybe it's due to the fact that he is human. Or I don't know if it would have a different effect on a, on a different race or whatever, but like there's sort of limitations to how the armor is going to work and the abilities that it's going to give him. And he's just seeing some of those, you know, they, they give you a great deal of power, but they have a cost is sort of what I had figured was, was what we're seeing. He's very, very powerful, but his body's not going to be able to sustain this long-term sort of thing. I hadn't thought of the possibility that maybe something is missing, um, but that's that's interesting to think of. On the topic of the wearer being incorrect or something like that, I was listening to these episodes in my car the other day and at a red light had the thought, <laughs> this is again like so egotistical. <laughs> I was like, how cool would it be if like Mia was the savior of Aspara, the chosen one all this time. She has to put the armor on. <laughs> and when Mia puts the armor, like I had this whole like moment of maybe Mia needs to wear the armor. And then I was like, stop being, no, like this is not your podcast. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's been multiple chances for the party not to hand over the pieces. I know. Honestly, I the the thing I'm most surprised about still today is how 
how readily the four of you were were fine with handing over the every piece, like the last of what Samuel needed. Like it was like it was it was nothing. It's not in Mia's personality to actually be like, it's me that has to wear it and that like that's not her. So <laughs> that was Elena's thoughts. Falzer and the wizard's not gonna wear it. What, we're gonna put that arm around Shaft or Shikara? Heck no. Are we giving a member of the coven that armor? I think it would be rather form fitting on Falzer and actually. Sure, you have all your spells with disadvantage. <laughs> I also didn't see us so readily handing it over. It just kind of happened that way. I don't know. I didn't know. see it dissolving anyone either. It exactly just happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was harsh. Um, <laughs> part of the driving factor was we had Shakara, who wanted to get, who wanted to make the trade. Right, she wanted the Eye of Dendar. So that was that was one thing that was like a big push all the time like anytime i i think maybe shaft and shaft Falterin. was like listen if we get the eyes we deactivate the towers we finally get the tower payout oh wait detmer's not there brand's not there i think shaft and Falzerin both were probably on the same page about like not really wanting to give everything to samuel but kind of going along with things until you know maybe the time was right where uh, who knows what was going to happen to allow them to not hand it over. But Hey, man, I was skeptical. That time never really came where there was a good opportunity to, like, you know, uh, not follow through on the deal. But, like, Mia talking to Samuel and Heracleon, if you thought she was actually hook, line, and sinker, she wasn't. She was still skeptical. But then after these group of episodes that we're talking about, like, she's pretty sold on the fact that, like, we need him and he's okay. In the Niyogi side of things so and and the deterioration of his like health or whatever he seems not he's fallible now though that's kind of i don't know he's not as like indestructible as she thought he would be it's kind of scary it's scaring her uh if only there were a demigod around to try on the armor <laughs> well hey i mean that's that's a valid point um, he's human, whereas you're kind of like part god almost. So, how how would you get it off him? You could try to seduce him. Oh gosh, <laughs> you know how Mia flirts. <laughs> Falzern could help. Falzern's Falzern's pretty good at flirting. Oh, Falzern and Mia are the awkwardest. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I want to just quickly point out that Thuff the Younger has been a really fun addition. Yeah, he he really has. Yeah. To give the listener a peek behind the scenes, I did tell Leland that I was thinking about casting that charm spell on him, and Leland had a little bit of time just to let that sink in. I mean, you got him. You got him. Are you happy with it? I maybe could have thought harder and longer about how to word it better, because Samuel's point, he'll listen to you. Okay, well, like, I'm on your side, bro. But uh, it could have been like, you are my friend. You are friends with Samuel and the paladins. You will do anything Samuel and I say, <laughs> like something like that. Well, I don't. I don't think it's like com you don't have like total control over him. He just sees you as a friend. No, he's like compelled to carry that out. And if he were to go against it when he sees the opportunity, he'll take psychic damage. Yeah, like if he if he lied to you, he would take he would take the damage. But like it's again, it's not. It doesn't stop him from attempting to lie to you. 
we would just kind of know he's Yeah, alive. as soon as he like doubles over, I mean, 5d10, uh, that may or may yeah, not kill the younger. We could kill this guy. <laughs> and then there's no like daily wisdom save or anything. It's 30 days yeah, it just lasts for 30 or until days. I drop it. I know. Man. His it's poor, his insane. poor family. That would be that would be two thufts from the thuft family that the party's killed. I had the idea because in our home uh, campaign in real life, I was put under that spell to kill a party member, <laughs> and so yeah, I took some spell. damage, and they ended up uh, restoring me or whatever. But it can be healed by greater restoration and that sort of stuff. So I mean, if he knew, it, I don't know how he would know. Well, I mean, like he, it says he's charmed by you, which means he just like, he won't attack you. And if you, if you like want to make a check to like persuade him to do something, you would have advantage on it. Uh, In addition to him taking damage if he lies to you. Yeah, it was more of a truth serum sort of thought. Like, okay, for the next week or whenever we go to these mountains, he's got to like actually take us to the right place. (laughs) And if he doesn't, (laughs) like... That he might know, but because he obviously didn't tell me about the backup body. Sheesh! But if he's, if he's my friend, maybe. Yeah, the next uh, few episodes are going to be really interesting uh, for both sides. For both sides, for sure. We haven't played them yet. We don't know. I know. I know. I don't want the campaign to end necessarily, but I sure do want to be able to listen to what the heck is going on at the other half of the party. If I were to go back and re-listen to like all the things we could, this I think this group of episodes would be it. Like, first of all, the other stuff's so old now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the other stuff that you were like those other old solo stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's kind of, I think pretty. I think pretty much all of it is like, oh well, we we discovered it eventually through role play, but. I mean, were they as curious as we are? They oh, got yeah. a good idea. It's killing. They have, it's they have a close Emily. guess. Yeah. Emily hates it. Yes. Was... Did did they guess pretty close to what's happening? Uh, I don't think they really had any guesses. It was more kind of like, I do asked they think them... we know? Okay, so if they did steal the light, do they think we know that they stole the light? Is that giving that away? They uh, weren't entirely away. sure that it had been discovered yet. Actually, kind of where they are, like they don't, as their characters, don't know what's going on but i think they could glean as players through some of the the episode titles of 185 and 186 that oh, clearly there's i know there's a one sentence description they could uh be yeah exactly <laughs> every week so it's interesting like both sides have are currently or will be experiencing consequences of the other pair's action which is perfect like i mean look at what happened in 185 and 186 like you know like this is a result of either them leaving or if they actually are the ones that took the tower down you know right like consequences and it's from actions that the two of you did not take so their episodes are called huskies (laughs) purpose pit and paralysis no idea what any of that means i mean the pits is like goldum it could be worse but like what what in the world is huskies (laughs) what did they think about xoxo mia and falsey They, uh, yeah, they actually haven't, in their timeline, they haven't quite gotten to where they have heard Mia's sending message yet. 
Oh, re- so they. Okay. So you're this you you two are still a little ahead of them. I would say probably about a half so a day. So how would ahead you know them. that they don't answer me? Well, I I asked Shakara at the split in the event that she gets messaged, and both of them I asked them, will you be responding to them? Had they wanted to respond, I would have we would have given them, and then they would have recorded me a response, which I would have put in the episode for you. I'm slow clapping for this because you knew what I would do well, of ahead of time. it makes sense. It makes so much that sense, is, right? It just makes so much sense. That's smart, though. You've been playing with our characters so long. So, yeah. So, while we haven't heard it, our P is Shakara not answering. I already knew that Shakara wouldn't answer because Emily made the decision. Like, no, Shakara would not answer after what they're, they've left. Like, they're, they're gone. Because Shakara would be worried that... Isabella's voice might be overheard in the background. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want the guests, the party in the background, heroically onto. Ever since she became a hexblood, Shaft has been wooing Shikara. They're just off on some sexcapade somewhere. <laughs> some sexcapade. I. I'd subscribe to that podcast. Uh, yeah, me too. But I don't see. I don't know. I, <laughs> Shaft Kara. You know. You know because <laughs> Emily wouldn't let it happen. In, like to spite John, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just yeah, IRL. She wouldn't want to have to role yeah. play. With. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it it's a like going back. I went back uh, today before we recorded and re-listened to all of them again just to make sure they're fresh in my mind because some of them came out like weeks and weeks ago. This has been like a Leland was party gone that for a month. Covers yeah. a, a in between these a long Nine span episodes. of episodes. Yeah. 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 But um, I will say, I very much miss recording with John and M. However, it, despite that, it is it is pretty cool to have. Like I'm sure I'm sure it's interesting for the listeners to to see two diverging uh, stories. So it's it's a it's a short term sacrifice we have to go through, and and who knows maybe maybe they'll they'll find some reason that they need to come back or whatever and we'll be rejoined or our paths they'll will be cross. married and you know there'll be little shikara and shaft <laughs> yeah, the, babies little hex bloods running around <laughs> grandma izzy grandma izzy's how we end this whole campaign <laughs> yeah you you approach the keep and hackley on to the scent of fresh baked cookies opening the front doors it's the little halfling hex bloods running around playing. Halfling hex. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. Oh, Izzy be so proud. Horik ends up hooking up with Izzy. She understands the it. Get, she gets oh, him. Yeah, she she could just right away they clicked and they just They clicked. They, they don't just have locked to speak eyes. To, to, to communicate. And the guest of honor oh. is Dendar. Oh my I gosh. Love it. Love Let it. me go. Let me get out of here. <laughs> but I will say real quick that we have released End of the World onto the main feed. Yeah, it's true. If you haven't haven't checked it out for the non non patrons, uh, hear us be ourselves. Yeah, that was a bit of a trip. Ish, actually, <laughs> it was. Yeah, we are not heroes. <laughs> you unfortunately have to listen to the real me. It's it's rough. <laughs> John did a good job with what he what he could work with. You know. Well, that actually also has a guest appearance on it, too, in the, some of the later episodes, which I had forgotten about. <gasps> right. Oh, yes. yes. I yes, forgot yes. about that. Nice. I get very, very upset in one of those episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to re-listen. Oh, but it's been man. really fun to release our Patreon content to uh, those of you who are not Patreons. Patrons. Yes, it's exciting. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our very generous patrons who uh, who we did ask if they would be all right with us releasing um, 
these uh, exclusive episodes on the main feed and basically was a unanimous yes. So that that's awesome. We're we're very excited to be able to share them. With the intention of, of being able to put out some non Dungeons and Dragons systems. shining a light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that was our hope at least. So because like it's a cool exploring light. other systems. A blue, yeah. We shined a trying to shine we a blue light. We stole a blue something. light to shine the blue light. That's why they took down the tower. This is all making sense. We just wanted to get some eyes on our other content. I actually have a question, Samuel. When they took out the tower, did he say anything to you, Falsey? Did was anyone killed? In doing Not that, in deactivating, that I know was there of. a fight? I don't think so. Would we know about that or no? You can't tell us. Not that Falzer knows. Next time on the Incorrigible Party. Right. Well, Samuel told, said to Mia, there was definitely a fight at the tower. Yeah. Didn't mention any casualties. I just feel like Mia would be extra pissed if there were casualties. I, I mean, I could be forgetting, but I'm pretty sure Samuel didn't say anything like that to Falzi. <laughs> All he did was call Shaft's footprints child's footprints or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Well, a child wouldn't be wandering yeah, well, to the of tower." It. Think of the tracks like, that you that you would find. It's like two normal sized people and like what looked like a child's tracks, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good evidence that it was like Shav, Shikara, and Horik. <laughs> I picked up what you were laying down for once. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> that these were fun. But anyways, I guess maybe next after party we'll see a separate again. Well, we'll find out next time. It's on. hard to say. Anything could happen. Mia is going to try to wear the armor. You've convinced me. Let's do it. Mia is definitely, like, to an extent, full of herself. uh, With good reason, in some regards. I mean, she's she's pretty powerful. But I don't know. You just have to get Sammy to think it's his idea. I don't don't know (laughs) if she would, like... Yeah, I mean, if Samuel agreed to it, Absolutely, I could see Mia doing that, but uh, I I can't see Mia um, trying to take it by force. We gotta just find some more pieces of the puzzle. Leland will put them somewhere for us to find. Um, I'm also very curious. Sorry to keep going. I'm very curious about this cave and that like barrier. Very curious about it. Curiouser and curiouser. Be a really cool thing to figure out <laughs> for the rest of the yes. battle plans. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that would give us. Uh, perhaps like a pretty good advantage against the Neogi if we were able to access um like whatever's behind it it's, it's got to have something to do with with their cave system right so i just i do feel like we're we every after party lately we're at these points where it could go so many ways <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll see listener we don't know we'll find out with you yeah, it's, it's fun uh, i'm i'm enjoying this yeah. It still feels fresh, I think, which is uh, also due to like the split is like something totally different. I know for like John specifically you mentioned, like it, it's kind of like reinvigorated things for John as well. It feels that way for me as well. Good, so I see good. that with his storyline for sure with Shaft. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, that's yeah. cool. It feels like Mio is meant for this storyline for sure. So like it just it, yeah. it's all yeah. Great. Awesome. I'm glad everyone's it is happy. What it, is. it isn't what it isn't. It isn't what it isn't. Okay. Um Let's sign off. This is where we clap, right? We count down. Oh, oh Dale. Shoot, we should have done that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elena. I play Mia. <laughs> I'm Bill, and I play Falzern. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy adventuring. Goodbye. Wait, do we actually? Okay. I think yeah. we, yeah, we sign up. We don't sign off on Patreon after parties, parties yeah. regular after which parties. we still do anyway despite the fact that we're not supposed yes. to <laughs> <laughs>
Shaft Kara plays Shaft Kara. I'm Elena. I play Mia. And he's like, I'm Bill. I play Falzer. And I like, think you you starred Elena. No. Well, wait. I do because they go first. So then it's like, I'm Elena. Yeah, I play Mia. They signed off in that Emily. part. So like, yeah. I'm John. I play Shaft. <sighs> wait, hold on. What's Emily? <laughs> I'm Emily. I play Shakara. <laughs> <laughs> 